Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. to share today something that I received from the Lord a few days ago and this this message that I'm going to minister to you today is birthed out of my own struggles in prayer and I could even say frustration in praying for certain things actually one particular area that I've been praying for And I don't mind sharing that with you. And I have not seen the breakthrough yet as of this point in time. Now, most of you know that Chris, my wife, has been having shoulder problems for some time now. She has been in excruciating pain uh, for quite a while. And I have been in prayer concerning her healing and restoration. And the other day, I said to the Lord, Lord, I've been praying for this situation for so long. And to be honest with you, I said, Lord, I'm at a loss. I don't know where to go from here. And I left it. um, I left my frustration with the Lord. He didn't say anything at the time. But the next morning, as I woke up from sleep, I heard the Lord whisper, these words to my heart deep down inside of my spirit he said pray until the pain goes away pray until the pain goes away and as i began to meditate on what the lord had spoken to me i was reminded of a particular parable that the lord gave to his disciples in order to encourage them in the field of prayer never to give up but to persevere until they receive the breakthrough and this is what i want to talk to you about today this is a message that was birthed out of my own frustration and out of my own uh, disappointment as i began to seek the lord and pray fervently for my wife's uh, healing And the parable is found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, and we're going to read verse 1 through to verse 8. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 18, beginning with verse 1 through to verse 8. The title of my message is called Relentless Faith in Persevering Prayer. Relentless Faith in persevering prayer let's begin to read i'm reading from the new king james version then he spoke that is the lord jesus he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear god 
nor regard men. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Question mark. Now, as we look at closer this parable that Jesus gave to his disciples, we can see that through this parable, Jesus wanted to encourage his disciples to persevere in prayer and not to give up unless and until they receive the breakthrough and obtain what they asked for. This is what this parable is all about. Perseverance in prayer until you see the manifestation of your prayers. I believe that too many times we give up on God, we give up on our faith, we give up in our prayers just before the breakthrough comes. We are accustomed because we have been trained in our modern world of technology today to receive things instantly and any time we are asked to require or required to wait for something or to persevere for it, we would rather take another route. This world has trained us to receive instant results. And when we come to God, we treat him sometimes like a vending machine. But that is not how things work in the kingdom of God. And I believe this kind of attitude of wanting things immediately or quick breakthroughs has robbed us of the finer things in life because when it comes to God's kingdom and the way God works, it's very different from the way the world works or the way man wants things to, to take place or happen. As you, if you're familiar with the scriptures, you will read over and over again in the scriptures that we are admonished to wait patiently on the Lord. Over and over in the book of Psalms, the psalmist encourages us to patiently wait on the Lord. Scriptures encourage us to persevere in our prayers and not to give up, to hold on to our confidence in the midst of contradictory circumstances. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 tells us, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Notice what this verse says. You have need of endurance. Some other translation says you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, 
you may receive what God has promised. I believe that the main reason for this is because God is interested in developing in us character, endurance, and an unwavering faith in him and in his faithfulness toward us. All of us, no matter where we are in our spiritual journey, are in need of spiritual development. We are in need of developing patience, endurance. We are in need of developing consistency in our walk with God and, most of all, perseverance. Developing these qualities requires resistance and oftentimes delays in our breakthrough or delays in our prayer requests. In the parable we just read, the Lord Jesus is contrasting the unjust judge, a judge who did not believe in God, he couldn't care about anybody, to the merciful and righteous judge, who is none other, of course, than our Heavenly Father. Listen to what he said to his disciples. He said that if the unjust judge, who did not fear God, nor cared about anybody besides himself, delivered justice to this persistent widow, how much more will the righteous judge deliver justice to his children who cry out to him night and day, even though, he says, he bears long with them. And then he answers them and he says, he will speedily avenge them and be assured that he will answer their prayers. Nevertheless, will the Son of Man find such persevering faith when he comes back again? Now, the Lord asked a question. Why? Because I believe so few are willing to persevere in their prayers, to put up a fight for what they believe. So few of us are willing to really fight for the promises that God has given us. And so few are willing to take the fight to the enemy. Most of us give up far too easy. Well, I've prayed about this situation and I haven't got an answer. So we get discouraged because of what we see and because of what we feel. And so we walk away, not willing to put up a fight, not willing to persevere. And that's what the Lord wants to teach us through this parable, not to give up, but to persevere and to press in again and again and again until final breakthrough. Now, perhaps you have been praying for someone close to you for a while. And instead of seeing some encouraging results, you continue to witness the opposite. The more you pray, the worse it becomes. Have you ever heard that? Why is it like that? I believe the devil sometimes fights harder than usual. And, um, you know, you've been praying and praying and talking to God about their salvation, yet they seem to be so far away, they further away from God now than when you started praying for them. And when you see that, you get discouraged. It's obvious the flesh gets discouraged. And in your discouragement, 
You give up. You walk away from seeking God on their behalf. Perhaps you have been praying and asking God for healing or deliverance from some sinful habit or behavior. But instead of breakthrough, you continue to experience disappointment. And, and I shared my own, my own struggles in the area of prayer when I've been praying for my wife consistently for healing and deliverance from this pain. You know, you pray for healing. And instead of experiencing some kind of a manifestation of that healing, the pain is getting worse. Or the deliverance you have been seeking seems to be further away from you than it ever was. You have become discouraged. You have been maybe disheartened or offended at God by not answering your prayer. And I know many in the church today are offended at God. Offended because he didn't answer the prayers. Well, they think he didn't answer the prayers. Or the way that God works, they are not happy with the way things have developed, or one thing or another. So the, the, the temptation to be offended is great. You may be questioning your faith, or worse, questioning God's love or God's nature and character towards you. You doubt his goodness and his kindness. Or even maybe the devil is putting thoughts into your mind saying that God doesn't love you anymore. Or he will not answer your prayers and give you a thousand reasons why God will not answer your prayers. And he does that. Well, I have good news for you today. If that's you, hear the good news. I want to encourage you by giving you truth from the mouth of God. None of these thoughts you might be having are true, but the opposite is the truth. And I believe one of the reasons we experience these delays, of course, we have an enemy that opposes our prayers. You need to understand that there is a battle going on in the unseen realm of the spirit. The enemy does not want you to experience the promises of God. He doesn't want you to experience the deliverance, the healing, the prosperity that God has promised. So he fights, and sometimes he fights harder. That is why we have to put up a fight in prayer through our faith. But I also believe that in the struggles we are experiencing and in the disappointments we go through in our journey of faith is because I believe God loves you and I so much that he wants us to draw ever closer to him so that we can receive a greater understanding and a greater revelation of his kingdom, of his love, of his nature, and of his kindness toward us. And I believe this is one of the reasons why we are experiencing delay in our breakthrough. Jesus said he will surely vindicate those who cry out to him, though he bears long with them. And you ask the question, why does God bear long with me at times? I believe that as he bears long with you and you are not seeing any physical manifestation of the answers of your prayers, God is hoping that through this delay 
or through this dry period that you are experiencing, you will be stirred up in your heart and ignite some fervency in your seeking God or some sort of desperation, if you will, in your prayer, which, of course, this desperation will lead you deeper and broader into understanding God and his loving kindness towards you. What is God after? God is after fellowship with you and I. That is the main objective. God is working in us in order to bring us to a place of intimacy with him. He wants us to know him as he is. And sometimes God hides himself in order for us to begin a journey of seeking him with fervency and desperation. Now, in our pursuit for breakthrough, I believe we will learn how to grow strong in our character. We will become unwavering in our faith and mature in our patience. It is in our struggles, I believe, that we develop perseverance. It's when you struggle that you become strong in perseverance. If it's easy, you're not going to develop spiritually. If everything falls on your lap like ripe cherries off of a tree, there will be no character development. And God is after character development. I've heard someone say once, God is not committed to the provision of our comfort, but to the production of our character. Now, as I said, it's in our struggles that we, that we grow strong in faith. It's when we face adversity and opposition that we develop spiritual stamina and spiritual muscles. And through all of these experiences, I believe that God is developing us, maturing us, and of course, strengthening our resolve and our confidence in him. As we can see from this parable that Jesus told his disciples, the widow did not give up on her request. She kept coming and persevering in her request, even though she was requesting justice from an unjust and a cruel judge who couldn't care less about her. She didn't give up. She didn't walk away without an answer. She kept persevering until she got what she came for. There's a great lesson for us in that. Should we give up in our faith in God? On our petitions? Even though we are met sometimes with silence or resistance or even contradictory circumstances? No. A thousand times, no. Never give up. Never give up on your dream. Never give up on your prayer. Especially when it's something that God promised you. Now, let's look at another example from the scriptures which will fortify or confirm what I'm sharing with you. As we see in the New Testament, that's only people who persevere, who refuse to give up, 
that get their miracle. Let's look at another portion of scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 22. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And, um, and she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. You know, the scripture says in Romans 15 and verse 4 that whatever things were written before, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That's why I believe uh, the Holy Spirit had Matthew write this portion of scripture here. What can we learn from this woman? The kind of faith and persistence she displayed is phenomenal. Jesus marveled at this woman's faith, and he said to her, great is your faith. Now, what does great faith do? What does it look like? How does it respond to adversity? Let's find out. First of all, this woman's request was met with great silence. The Bible says Jesus answered her not a single word. Have you ever met such silence in your prayer? You prayed and you prayed and they, they silence. No answer. Well, <laughs> I have. I recall a number of years ago, I became so frustrated with the condition of the church and I had so many questions but no answers. So I decided to go on a lengthy fast and prayer and seek the Lord. Heaven was like brass. I recall all I could hear for two days and nights was the sound of my voice. Complete silence. It was only the third day that God met with me and I had one of the most life-changing encounters with God. Now, Despite the Lord's silence, this woman pressed in to get closer to the Lord with a request. But then again, she was met with a position from his disciples. 
Scripture does not tell us what they say to her, but we can engage by their attitude and by the words they say to the Lord. Lord, send this woman away. She's driving us crazy with her cries. There's disappointment once again. Sometimes the very people you seek help from and the very people you hope to find some support in your pursuit will be the people who oppose and discourage you. Are you still out there with me? Just wave at me, please, so that I know you're listening. Don't give up on your dream, please. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up in your prayer. Instead of getting discouraged, the Bible says she drew near to God, to the Lord Jesus, and she worshipped him. When all else fails, here is what God wants you to do. Worship. Worship the Lord. That's what faith does. Faith worships the Lord despite the circumstances or the conditions we find ourselves in. Faith does not complain. It does not murmur and find fault. It does not get offended, but rather gives thanks and praise regardless of the circumstances. Finally, the Lord turns to her. Just imagine that. And he looks at her straight in the eyes and says to her that he was not sent to the Gentiles, but he was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That is the covenant people of God. He came for them. He didn't come for her. In other words, he flat out denied her request. He said, I didn't come for you. I came for the children of Israel, those that are lost in the house of Israel. And not only that, he called her a dog. Can you imagine that? He says, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Wow. What would you do if that was you? Your pastor calls you a dog. <laughs> Or tells you something like the Lord Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You know, instead of this woman getting offended, walking away, she replied. Listen to her reply. Yes, Lord, I might be a dog, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Can you imagine that? Well, her response melted the heart of the Lord Jesus, and he could no longer refuse her request. She was faced with silence. She was faced with opposition and disappointment. Finally, she was insulted, called a dog, but she refused to be denied in her request for her daughter. And Jesus called that great faith. Great faith doesn't get offended. 
Great faith refuses to be denied. If this woman, hear me, if this woman got what she asked for, even though she was not one of God's covenant people to whom no promises are given, how much more will the Lord respond to our requests or petitions that are offered in faith being God's covenant people to him the promises to him whom promises are given. God didn't give any promise to that woman. She was a Gentile. She was outside of the covenant and yet she got what she asked for. How much more you and I who are children of God, children of the covenant will receive an answer to our prayer requests when God has given us so many promises. And here's a lesson for us to learn. How should we respond to disappointments in our prayers? How should we respond at the delay that we so often encounter in our answers to prayers? What should our attitude be when contradiction and adversity surrounds us despite our fervent prayers or requests? Or petitions. And this is what I, I, I really believe. Those who truly trust in God will even grow stronger, not weaker, in times of adversity and opposition. Those who truly believe in God will throw roots that go even deeper into God's promises of deliverance and redemption instead of getting weaker. Adversity will strengthen our faith if you truly believe rather than weaken you. They will not give up on the pursuit of God. They will not be sidetracked or distracted from their purpose, but rather become ever more determined in the prayers and petitions for breakthrough. Here is the question the Lord asked me, and I'm asking you that question. Can the Lord count on you for such a time as this? Can he trust you with his secrets? Can he entrust you with his plans and purposes for the days that we are living in? How much can you take and continue to believe in him? You know, I'm, I'm reminded of a particular saying that, um, who was it that said to his son, it was Rocky, I think, he said to his son, son, it's not a matter how much you give or how much you punch, it's how much can you take and continue to keep going. You see, life will come at you, adversity will come at you, and um the question is, how much can we take and continue to believe in God? How much can you face in your life? How much adversity can you and I face and continue still to trust in God's faithfulness? You know, Job said in Job chapter 13, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Job went through a horrific, horrific experience. 
But in all of his sufferings, in all of the loss that he encountered, in all of the adversity, he said, even though God slays me, yet I will continue to trust him. He had an unshakable trust and confidence in the God who loves and cares for him. And I pray that the Lord, may the Lord grant us such faith that refuses to give up on him, no matter what we face in life. Yet I know that such faith, such perseverance, can only be developed through the fiery trials of life that often confronts us with. The psalmist said something profound in Psalm 66 and verse 12. Listen to what he said. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to reach fulfillment. And as the saying goes, I don't know if you've heard it, tough times don't really last, but tough people do. So let's toughen up in the Lord. Let's put some backbone in our faith and in our prayers rather than faint in the time of adversity. Can I get an amen for that? Let's persevere in our seeking God. Let's press through despite opposition, despite delayed answer, despite contradictory circumstances. Let's press in. Let's persevere until final breakthrough, until we obtain what God promised us and not give up, not get offended, not get discouraged no matter what the circumstances say, and walk away from our faith or our trust in him. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your encouraging word this afternoon. We thank you for teaching us to persevere in our prayers, not to give up, not to walk away from the promises you have given us, but to develop perseverance and fervency in seeking your face, in seeking our breakthrough and obtaining the promises of God. I'm reminded of your word in Hebrews that says that men of faith, they obtained the promise through faith and patience, through faith and perseverance. And I pray that you will toughen our faith and toughen our hearts so that when we face adversity, rather than giving up and walking away, that we become ever more determined for a breakthrough, ever more persevering in our seeking your face so that you may receive the glory and perfect in us that which you have began through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in your son's wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.